Much of our society has traditionally operated from a masculine, a more hustle and do mentality. But somewhere along the way, we've lost what it means to just be and to live in the present moment. In this week's episode, we're chatting with Erin O'Donohue to talk about the law of gender, also known as the law of giving and receiving, so we can better understand how to balance between masculine and feminine energies and live a more authentic life. Mind Your Energy is for you, the woman who is ready to break up with the busy life to reclaim a vibrant, full one. Fuel your motivation, mind, and heart with stories and strategies to confidently show up as your best self. I'm Mary Zargarian, a certified life and mindset coach, NLP, EFT, and Reiki practitioner. As Mindset Mary, I'll be bringing you conversations around mindset, self-love, energy mastery, and personal growth. Together, we will let go of perfectionism, self-doubt, and burnout to live a life of more confidence, alignment, and fun. Are you ready for what comes next? Let's get started. Welcome back to the last of the 12. I say that with like, (laughs) the last of the 12 universal laws for this amazing series that we've been doing all season. You know who I am, (laughs) Mary Zargarian, your host, but I also have Erin O'Donohue with me and I cannot wait for the both of us to be jumping into this law together and talking about what the law of gender is. Some of you might have an inkling just by virtue of the name, but before we do, Erin, can you share a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do with our audience? Yes. Hello. Thank you. I'm so excited for this. I love, love, love you. And I can't wait for us to just have this chat. Um, So I'm Erin. I live here in Melbourne in Australia, and I am a coach who works with people to help them connect into their purpose, to design a life that lights them up. Um, And I do that through a combination of strategy, mindset and spirituality work. So I am a corporate escapee. I um, spent a lot of my life working in traditional employment, as I like to call it. And about three and a half years ago now, I was at the point of burnout, basically, and decided that there was way more to life than the way that I was living it. So I'm a massive advocate of connecting into who we are, working on the mindset and the limitations that we place on ourselves to really design a life that lights us up because life is too short, right? It's way too short. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hugely passionate about it. And I'm really passionate. One of the things you and I've talked about too, is helping people connect to their purpose. And so it's not just about helping people leave that corporate life. Is that, if if that is something that works for them, that's totally cool. It's, but sometimes there's just little pieces of the puzzle that are missing or things outside of that environment that can help people feel much more fulfilled. And obviously, you know, whenever somebody says they want to do their own thing, that really does um, spark excitement in me because I know how I, that's changed my life and how important it is for me to have a life built around freedom, flexibility and family. You know, it's a beautiful day here in Melbourne um, and I'm working this morning and then we're going to go for a picnic. So that's the kind of life that I want and whatever that looks like for everybody else, I want them to experience that too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) As you were just doing that introduction, you were talking about like three and a half years ago, you're like burning out from your corporate career. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm you three years ago. (laughs) Yeah. And that's like when we were, you know, when you like had that moment that you were sharing that you'd left your job, I just, it took me back. And 
you know, those are always opportunities to, you know, celebrate other people, but also it takes us back on our own journey and helps us stop and reflect of where we've come. So, yeah, I was so excited for you on that day when you finished up. Um, it was just very much reminiscing, but all of those mixed emotions, you know, it's bittersweet. We spend a lot of time, in your case and my case, spending working our way up, working our way through, thinking that's what we're aspiring to. And to, so to actually yeah. stop and go, hang on a sec, that version of success that I've been working towards doesn't make me happy. In fact, it's yeah. making me sick. It's so, literally yeah. making me sick. <laughs> literally, 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 yes. <laughs> Yeah. So we are soul sisters. <laughs> we are. I know I was going to just describe you as like a kindred spirit. Like, I feel like you and I were meant to cross paths for some Absolutely. reason. Yeah. Um, and Erin actually hosted a masterclass all about finding your purpose and connecting in with that. And when I attended the master class, I was like, oh my gosh, it's everything <laughs> that I would talk about if I talk about purpose. So again, I feel like you and I are just on the same wavelength. Yes. And I love it. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I told my husband, I was like, okay, we got to keep watch as soon as it's safe. I know you guys can't even go within States within Australia right now. I said, but as soon as it's safe, we're getting out to Australia. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We would love to have you. Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't wait to meet you in person and actually be able to give you a big hug. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Love that. <laughs> so I know a lot of what we've already talked about just in your introduction touched already upon what this law embodies, right? <laughs> the law of gender. Would you mind enlightening us and helping us understand what the law of gender is in your interpretation of it? Yeah. So I think the first thing to call out with this is, you know, like you said, we've got a clue to what it is, but it's not about um, gender in the way or sex in the way that we traditionally have spoken about it and we speak about a lot. Um, basically masculine and feminine energy is something that exists in all of us. Um, it is something that exists in all of nature. Um, it is a duality, a, something that works well together, not something that is dependent on, you know, if you are male or identify yeah. as male, you are more masculine. If you identify as female, you have a, a feminine energy. We, we all have both. And I think we have natural inclinations I suppose maybe not the best word but we we are naturally we have a natural way of being that gets changed I think over time and I think particularly in the context of what we were just talking about I know for me personally when I think about I probably I think my preference or I'm naturally more in a feminine have more feminine energy um, but I, I became so masculine the world around me conditioned to be so masculine working in that corporate environment, you know, I'd worked my way up into more senior roles. Masculine energy is very, very much rewarded. Feminine, you know, it's kind of masculine is seen as strong and feminine is seen as weak, you know, and yeah. that, so that, that's something that I've very much been undoing since I left that environment. I realised that although I designed this new work life for me, I transitioned a lot of those old traits, you know, the hustle, the busyness of masculinity, um, and I suppose I'm talking about that. It sounds like the masculine is negative, but it's not. It's just that I was out of balance, you know. So my if my inclination is to be naturally more feminine, and I'd spent my time spending forcing myself into masculine energy, and it all comes back to that, you know, feeling out of alignment. You know, if we're not feeling right, this could potentially be a big part of it. Yeah. What would you say for someone who is still unsure what masculine versus feminine energy is? Like, what are some 
traits or characteristics that stand out to you as either? Yeah, so the other the other way that this um, law is described is the law of giving and receiving. And I think that's also maybe a for some people that resonates more. So the masculine being the giving. So the structure, the strategy, the plan, the the doing, doing yeah. versus the feminine of receiving, um, flow, creativity. Um, I suppose is it like the word that comes up is gentleness, but not in a way that is again considered negative or weak. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think the work that you do is a beautiful example of how we use masculine structure, so systems in our business to set them up to put, I guess, scaffolding around something to then allow us to move into the flow of our business, into um, the receiving of energy and the messages and the creativity. Yeah. And so I think that's a beautiful example because I also would, I think I've said this to you before, I would describe you as having beautiful feminine energy in your approach and the way that you go about things. But you also have this really beautifully strong masculine side to you that allows you to understand, know these systems and be able to support businesses with putting them in place. So I think that's a really nice example of it too. Yeah, it's interesting because when I started my business three years ago, actually, as a side business, I started it as a productivity <laughs> consulting business, but it was all with the intent of I'm going to create templates and teach people how to do things more effectively and more efficiently. And it still didn't have a purpose underneath it all. Mm. And I think I had to do all of these different pivots and transitions in my business over the past three years and really start leaning heavy into feminine energy to understand why that's so important in order for us to have systems and processes and things. And so now I feel like I've fully blossomed into what this business is turning into because it is, it's marrying the best of both. It's talking mm. about operations and structure and things that most people would shy away from. They know it's necessary, but it's not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> No, and not, not our strength, you know, and that's the thing, you know, as business owners, particularly, we have to do everything, you know, as small business yeah. owners, as entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, but doesn't just because we have to be across everything doesn't mean we have to physically do it ourselves. And, yeah. you know, we get lost then in the, the doing of that side of thing. Like, I think that that for me too, like, that's not where my strength is. I can understand systems, I can do systems, but I have to be in a particular mood to do them. Um, but it's not my zone of genius. So why wouldn't I work with someone like you to come in and help me with that? Like, why do we feel that we need to do everything, everything, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It's because I don't know about you, but our businesses are like our other babies. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we put yes. so much of ourselves into it. And I'm like, <laughs> it's hard to let go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But even if I think about how then I set up my business, you know, there was so much focus on the masculine on, you know, not necessarily the full systems, you know, because it was me, my high level of enthusiasm and my laptop was kind of what I had to start off with, right, which is beautiful and terrifying at the same time. But um, also too, like I focused so much on the strategy. I focused so much on the masculine in who are my clients? Who am I here to serve? What are my product offerings? All that, which is all so, so important. But I was so busy in that masculine energy, again, partly because it was what I'd learned. It's what's rewarded. It's what you're told you need to do. Like if you read general information about starting up a business, they tell you to do a business plan and all of that sort of stuff. But 
then where was the space for me to lean into the feminine to receive the messages of creativity to work on you know and I suppose actually here's a question for you do you think the mindset work is more in the masculine or the feminine because I was going to say the feminine but I suppose I I think it's in the feminine in a way Mm. that it's again a lot of what you said too is we are the way that we are and we have masculine structures in place because we've been conditioned by our environment by things that we recognize gets valued and appreciated. Mm. And so Mm. um, I'm just thinking back on corporate life. They value people who are there early, working hard, contributing, always like giving more of themselves, recognizing that work sometimes has sacrifices. And unfortunately, the sacrifices are yourself and your family. Um, And that seems to be what gets appreciated and recognized in the corporate environment. So people aim for that. And that's horrible. It creates a vicious cycle. No matter how much a company says they value work-life balance, it does. It creates this weird dichotomy in the environment. Yeah. And so I would say mindset, at least mindset work yeah. and energy work is definitely in the feminine is because you're trying to peel back the layers of that conditioning and understand why that's so. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, we, we focus so much on, we don't focus on that part of our business, like you know, so I find myself three years on and everything is as it should be. You know, a lot of things have happened. We've had a global pandemic. I started up another yeah. business because, you know, I didn't have enough on my plate and I've had a baby, right? So, you know, a lot's happened in the last three and a half years since then. But if I think back and I think what could have been something that really would have made a difference, it would have been embracing, doing more of the mindset work or having some guidance on doing the mindset work because you can do it on your own. But yeah. I think having that external perspective is so helpful and then being in that state of receiving. So I know now, like when I'm feeling stuck on something, the best thing for me to do is to walk away from it and not sit and at my computer screen and try and force it. And inevitably doing less thinking and more feeling and receiving, I'll get some sort of answer that sends me off a path to be able to resolve it. So I definitely think there is so, so much power in that feminine receiving mode. That's when we're in touch with our intuition. That's when we're receiving downloads. It's when we're receiving those bursts of creativity and how amazingly powerful they are. And I know now those are the moments that have made the biggest difference in my business when I'm listening to that, you know, quietening my mind and listening to my body, my gut, um, just more stillness, less, less thinking, more feeling. Yeah. It's interesting that I'm even thinking about like the concept of emotional intelligence, right? I think I did an episode this time last year on emotional intelligence and what it is. And it's not having a lack of emotions, right? It's not Mm -hmm. being like completely masculine. And that's what they're saying is valued. It's, it's recognizing the emotions that are there and learning how to process, sit with it, understand it, build your awareness around that. And so I think emotional intelligence, like corporate terms, whatever terms is the perfect way to describe like this law of gender, at least building the awareness around the existence of these two parts of yourself. Cause it exists, like you said, in all of us. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Completely agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like in a nutshell, like masculine energy is like the outward doing. It's the actions. It's the strategy, the planning, the logic, right? The, I forget what side of the brain it is, like the left side of the brain. Logic. (laughs) 
Yes, left brain. side. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's one side of the brain. I to, uh, yeah, left side, yeah. <laughs> I always get the two confused. Yeah, it's the left side of the brain. Very yeah, much so, yeah. Yeah, and then the right side of the brain, which is connected to more feminine energy, is the creativity. It's um, being visionary. It's like the inward connection to your emotions, your intuition, all of that. Yeah. 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 And I think, like I said, you know, that notion that one is strong and one is weak or one is good and one is bad. I mean, those are things we need to let go of in a lot of instances, I think, you know, like there's so much judgment placed on things and actions, but, you know, both, both work beautifully together and both um, have power. Um, It's different. It's about situations and when when it's appropriate and when it's not and I think I often think about like I know for sure leaving traditional employment was the right decision for me because I can't even comprehend how me now would would work in that environment but I'm sure there are ways that people do that and and come to that point now, when it comes to the law of gender, right, masculine and feminine energy balance, um, I know a lot of Eastern cultures call it like the yin and the yang. Yes. Like, how have you seen this show up? We've talked about business a lot, but even in your personal life, like, have you seen the show up specifically as a new mother? Yes, I, well, I think, you know, firstly, there's the interaction between, you know, being being pregnant and last year, you know, I was, I was pregnant through 2020. So that was hard, a hard time, but it was that act of surrender became very clear to me quite early on. I was quite sick early in my pregnancy um, and just learning that things are so much more out of our control than what we ever, ever realized. But, you know, having this little baby that needs all of the nurturing and nutrients when they're not even here yet, and it becomes all about less about me and more about her and making sure she was okay and surrendering to whatever that looked like at any given moment. So that was a big, big learning curve and obviously a massive preparation for what life is like. Um, having a little one because, again, surrender, you know. Yeah. I can have all of these plans for what I want to do in a day, whether it be work or just things that need to get done. And that's sometimes not not the way that it is. So um, I also love watching her. Um, I think we can learn so much from our children because they don't have all of the conditioning that we have. Obviously her little brain's still forming and all of this stuff that comes with that. But I just love observing her in her flow, how she can go from being completely content, flowy, playing to all of a sudden wanting something and moving into very much that masculine and needing to do. And I see also her frustration then because she can't necessarily do everything she needs to do. But just it's been a real observation for me about how seamlessly they transition in and out. They feel how they are feeling in a moment, in the moment. There's no... um, trying to shift themselves out of it they just are where they are they're so completely present and so completely in the moment and feeling whatever they feel so that's been a really interesting observation and I'm so loving seeing her grow and I know that's going to change and evolve over time Um, for me I suppose the challenge is how I nurture that how I um, allow her to continue doing that without putting these external expectations on it so it, it's such a beautiful thing to watch and it also carries, I guess, a big weight for me. <laughs> but I try not to, to see it as that because, you know, she will be herself 
but I just need to encourage that. I spent so much of my life, like forward looking, always trying to have mm. a plan, always trying to have goals and something I'm aiming towards. And as soon as I became a mother, my family jokes about it. And they're like, you're, you're completely different because, yeah. <laughs> because now I'll have like toys all over the house and I won't even like bat an eye. I'm like, oh, just don't mind that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, whereas before choice, I would have stressed. Right? Yeah. It is a choice. It is. A choice. Yeah. Yeah. And when you've got a little human relying on you, it puts everything into perspective, doesn't it? It does. And like you said, I love watching just how present they are and how it doesn't matter how much you try to rationalize and try to like, put your own logic on them. They're going to feel what they're feeling and they just yeah. need to process it and go through it. And you just need to be there to make sure they're safe and they don't hurt themselves. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Exactly. Knowing that yeah. they inevitably will hurt themselves in some way, shape, or form. That's a whole other issue. It's a whole other story. Yeah. But I even catch myself, and this is something that I need to build my own awareness. Now I recognize it. I just need to like catch myself before I say it. But every now and then my son will do something and I'm like, oh, you're such a boy. And yeah. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> Not, I'm not judging anybody. If you're like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. But for me, myself, I want him to feel comfortable expressing emotions. If that's what he wants to express that being able to tell me like what his boundaries are himself, even though I want to like hug him. If he's like, no, don't, don't come near yeah. me. Not try to like enforce it. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to not condition him so early in life with all of the things that we were conditioned with growing up. So that way he can learn how to handle both sides, masculine and feminine, when they come up for him. Yeah, 100%. And that's, you know, isn't that the beauty? I mean, it, it, as I said, it carries some pressure, but it's the beauty of living in this time of having all of these resources available to us that we understand the importance of that. You know, what's happened before has been just not necessarily thought about. It was just a flow and it was okay to say, oh, you're such a boy or, you know, whatever that is. But we have so many resources at our fingertips, even just having these types of conversations, like the generation before us just didn't get to have these conversations. So how lucky are we? And how lucky are these kids? Hopefully, hopefully this works out well. <laughs> hopefully they hear this one day and they're like, thank you, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, when it comes to experiencing, or I would say like using this law in our everyday lives and businesses, are there three tips that you would have for people of how they can start like leaning into this more. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to kind of call out is that you can't actually force this. So this is not like, you know, when it comes to, you know, raising your vibration, when it comes to the law of attraction all those sorts of things, there are actually active things that you can do to embody that more and this I think this this law is a little bit different um, but there are definitely things that you can do so the first thing I would say is just to be aware of it to be aware of the fact that um, this law exists or this duality exists in all of us and so that the first thing is awareness and to observe it to start observing it to maybe look at some of the characteristics and identify oh, yes, I probably associate more with that or I probably associate more with that or I can see where I shift in and out. Um, the second thing I think um, we can do is to then that next step is just observe when we're feeling in one or another actually in the moment. So it's sort of like 
notice it and then start to experiment with it. So there might be certain times of the day, depending on your design and your makeup and life as well, how you need to work. But there might be certain times of the day where you feel more masculine or feel more mass, have that masculine energy, you know, when you need to be doing that type of work embrace that again we're going we're trying to use the feminine energy of flow to get us into the right kind of frame of mind and not to fight against it like I remember one conversation that or one question that I asked in our mastermind group was I was struggling with the transition between going to work or what I felt was kind of um, leaving the house the structure around the work and then coming home and getting more into the feminine flow of being with my daughter because I wanted to be Mm. present I didn't want to be distracted. And I'd sort of ask this question about how do I shift myself in and out? And the answer is, no, you can't really, but you can honour where you're at and try and use, you know, so one of the examples that we spoke about was if you're feeling masculine when you're in a masculine energy, when you feel like you would prefer to be in more feminine flow, how you actually take some of the things like structure, like write yourself a list of all the things that are on your mind instead of trying to force yourself into the other energy. So I guess like anything, I always just encourage people, notice it, then start to experiment with it, feel into how it works for you. And just being aware, you know, things like your human design type, like I know for me, I'm a generator Um, for me, I have to be feeling in the mood to respond to something. I have to be responding to the right thing. Otherwise, it is like drudging through mud. So yeah, that's the other thing. I think experiment with it. Notice notice when you're doing things and try and get a bit of a, if you like um, structure, (laughs) try and get a bit of an understanding for when you are most likely in those states. Otherwise, if you're more comfortable being flowy, just feel it in the moment and work with it and allow yourself to understand that that's when you're going to get the best out of yourself. Your clients will get the best out of you and in your life, your family and your friends will get the most out of you. And I suppose the third thing would be on an embodiment perspective. If you are, it's hard to shift as we said our energy, but if you are wanting to embrace more of the masculine, for example, if you're feeling quite pumped up and ready to go and in that kind of doing or yeah doing kind of phase put on some high energy music get yourself ramped up get moving or you know if you like going for a run do some high energy kind of exercise to actually really embody that and on the flip side if you're feeling more in that feminine flow put on some put on a meditation put on some beautiful flowy maybe do some kundalini those sorts of things so I think there's ways of just more not shifting it, but bringing it more into awareness and then embodying it as well. Yes. (laughs) So all of that, I love your advice about experimenting with where Mm. you're at. Um, And I never really thought about it as experimenting, but I think I'm going to try to do more of that when I'm recognizing I'm one or the other. Like now that I'm an entrepreneur full-time, I've recognized that my most productive time is between 10 and two every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I try to schedule like meetings that I have between 10 and 12, pick up my son, do some work, but that's the meat of my work yeah. and that's okay. I think before in corporate life, especially as said, oh, it's eight to five and you have to be productive the whole time. And then I would feel lazy if I take a 15 minute break and go to the break room. Right. <laughs> yeah. I um, yeah. Those, and that's, I mean, that's where these, in my view, outdated structures and not, I don't, I'm not sure if they work for anybody. I mean, people fit into it, people do it, 
But if you can do four hours of productive work versus eight hours or nine hours of non-productive work, uh, that's a hell yes for me. You know, like it's almost a no-brainer. And I know a lot of some countries are actually trialing out four-day work weeks and those sorts of things. So, you know, we see little snippets of where people are making effort to change. And I think also individuals are choosing different differently as well you know we've seen a rise in you know entrepreneurs even freelancers more portfolio careers people working part-time and really starting to embrace more of how things work for them whether they realize it's sort of leaning into this universal law or not but it's allowing them to to be more of themselves and to be more authentic and have something that's working for them you know like I think this I always laugh at this notion of work-life balance like you mentioned before like Oh. don't get me started <laughs> I, I know I was like that's a whole nother series that is a whole even another series. exactly exactly no well it's interesting if you don't mind I'm going to take us on a little tangent just for a moment please I love okay, it share, <laughs> share some knowledge that I have so the whole reason why we have like a nine to five type of schedule these days came all the way back from like the industrial age I'm going to bring in some of our our, our knowledge from yes. the, the way we work. Well, um, yeah. And so they set up schedules like that because we were getting into a more age where we had manufacturing. There were factories, plants. They needed to set that time up to protect the workers. So that's how we got into that. And it just kind of continued without anybody pausing and saying, huh, does this still work yeah. the way that we are all living and operating today? Um, and I think this pandemic has proven that there's a massive shift happening. Like you're hearing yeah. a lot about like big corporations saying people can work from home full-time, part-time. We don't care where you live in the world. Just let us know where you're at so we can make sure we're taxing you the right way. Um, but there is a big shift for people, even if you do still work for a company that yeah. you're now getting choice yeah. in how amazing. you operate. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's confusing for a lot of people though, too. It is. And I think the problem with how it's happened is that it happened so immediately without the systems and structures in place, without, you know, the boundary. I think where a lot of people who are struggling is because they're working from their bedroom (laughs) um, or working from their (laughs) living room and they have no space. You know, so there's so many things around it that have been challenging. But yes, what a beautiful opportunity. You know, part of the reason that people have needed to have their team members right in front of them is a big bit around trust. Well, people have proved that proven that they can be trusted. You know, people genuinely, generally, genuinely want to do the right thing. No one goes to work. Not many people go to work to do a bad job. Um, So, you know, we've had this big experiment again, you know, this is my, this is my background, my strategy, my human centered design comes in with the bit about experimenting. We've had this big experiment that says, Hey, this can work. So how do we take the good bits of that? And then transition that into a way that works for individuals. And I think that's another opportunity within our organisations while we're on this tangent to respect people for who they are, to acknowledge the differences that we all bring and the the beauty in that, you know, the the diversity, the different lived experience thoughts and the beauty that comes from us being wholly who we are. Yeah. And to the point, taking us back to the law, (laughs) to the point that there is man, I know Thank you everybody for letting me take us on the tangent. Um, and you can tell like Aaron and I could definitely have a few more episodes together. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but connecting back to the law of gender, we all have feminine and masculine within us. 
to varying degrees and recognizing that you might set up a structure. It's not going to be a structure, a structure that serves the best for all. Um, yes. And so I think recognizing the importance of having diverse perspective of how work gets done and how you yourself work and just being, like you said, your three steps of advice, being aware of it, learning how to experiment with it, and then embodying that and just accepting yourself for, for who you are, the whole self. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it ebbs and flows. Like you said before, like becoming a mom has not forced, force is the wrong word, but has allowed me to lean more into that feminine. And that may change down the track, you know, where I do lean back more into the the masculine side of things, but it, it is, everything is in the moment, you know, and you said before, and I can really resonate with, you know, needing to plan so far in advance and having all these such things, there really is no time, but the now, right? Yeah. You know, this, this moment of being present of here right now, how am I feeling right here, right now? And that is very feminine being in that moment, but that is so, so important. And allowing yourself that space to do that, I think is just something we're not taught to do. Yeah. I will recommend a book to everybody listening. I will link to it because I can't remember the author for the life of me, but it's called how to work. I think work, love and play when no one has the time. Mm. Um, and it's this woman, she is, I believe a reporter, but she goes and does this research on like, how are all of these other societies and cultures and countries and stuff, like allowing people to live in a very different way to lean into more of the the play, right? Um, what we consider, I would consider that feminine energy is some of yeah. the play, like, um, and exploring how that's going to be helping like our culture yeah, by, I love by making it acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Erin. So what is coming down the pipeline that you're excited about and you want to share with us? Yes, so I am, by the time this is released, I will have launched my new Facebook group. So um, name to be revealed just yet, but we will post all the links and all the information in the show notes, but really excited to be building more of an intimate community um, around supporting people to connect into that purpose, um, leaning into what lights them up and also creating that community. I think we're starting to look at community quite differently now after the past 18 months or so, how we build these beautiful online communities that are safe and sacred spaces for us to learn for ourselves and also support each other. So I'm really excited. I'm working on that at the moment. Um, I always have sort of an opening for my one-on-one coaching program. So I have a three-month program around supporting people to connect into their purpose, um, look at who they are, learn about the things that are holding them back and then put in place um, plan. So I, I like to think I bring that beautiful blend of we sit in the unknown and the exploratory phase, but I always want to make sure that people have got a plan to take away with them so that they can actually make change in their life. So yeah, so um, please follow me on Instagram. We'll pop that in. It's at This Is Hive Collective. And I would love to get to know and I'd love to hear feedback on how people have found this episode as well. Yes, yes. I will make sure I link to everything that Erin just mentioned in the show notes and in the description of the video on YouTube. So if you're listening to this on your podcast player, definitely go check it out on YouTube and see our lovely faces. <laughs> Both of us working in our bedrooms. This is this is the this life. Is exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Erin, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. I had such a good time. <laughs> Same here. I loved, loved our conversation. And again, this is 
I think I say that to everybody, but because <laughs> I knew there were so many topics that we could talk about, I was like, this will not be the last time you all hear from Erin and I. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we could talk about all sorts of things, like because our backgrounds are quite similar, aren't they? Yeah. Like our HR backgrounds, so. We could talk about all sorts of things for ages. Oh, I bet we have tons of stories. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody. Bye. If you liked today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review. This will help me know what topics are really resonating with you and make sure I'm lining up more great things as we go along.